What's it gonna take for you to finally break up with your bullshit? Think what you could do if you could only break up with your bullshit. Ow. What's up? It's Michelle Aiken. If you don't know me, I am a coach. I work with creative people and this is the Break Up With Your Bullshit podcast where I bring on brilliant creative people that I've met over the years to talk with them about uh, their creative process, but also uh, usually to catch up and see how they're doing because, you know, we haven't seen each other in a really long time. So a lot of these conversations, um, it's just us chatting and you get to, you know, lurk on that and be a bit of a voyeur and ideally get some stuff for yourself out of it. Uh, So before I get into the intro for this one, this episode, I want to just mention that the private Facebook group for Break Up With Your Bullshit is thriving. So we started back in November of 2020, and uh, we've got a really amazing group of people. We just opened it up to anyone who wants to join the group. There's a bit of a, a little questionnaire at the beginning to make sure that you're cool before we let you in. And uh, the way that you get to it is that you sign up for my Break Up With Your Bullshit email list, which will just give you more information about upcoming events or things that I'm doing. And actually, I'm going to be announcing this week more detail, but the next round of the Break Up With Your Bullshit challenge is happening in February. And it's going to be a little different this time. It's actually going to be a live event with guest speakers and interactive workshop type things. So if you want more info on that, you can go to wherever you're listening to this, you can go to michelleaken.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-A-K-I-N.com and uh, look for the break up with your bullshit or B-U-W, break up with Y-B-S, B-U-W-Y-B-S at the top. You click that and it'll give you all the info. You can sign up for the email list and get in there. Also, you can check out the, uh, Break up with your bullshit tiny microphones, which, oh gosh, where are they? Tiny mics. Here they are. Here's my floor models all bundled if you're watching this. Um, But they're super cute. They're actually real working microphones uh, as well as adorable. It's sort of like our our group t-shirt that we all have because it says break up with your bullshit on them. Uh, So check those out. I just, we actually sold out in the first 45... 40, 48 hours, 48 hours, and then I uh, put in an order for some more, which will be here last week of December, and then I can send them out. Is there anything else I wanted to tell you? I don't think there is. This episode is with the incomparable Laura Belgray, who is a fantastic comedic writer and copywriter uh, that I'm very fortunate to know. I've known her for quite a while now. Um, She's a hoot. And uh, she has some really strong opinions about creative process and um, the way that people market themselves in the world. And we really got into it and didn't pull any punches. So um, <laughs> I think you'll super enjoy this episode with Laura Belgray. Break up with your bullshit. Oh. Do you like my t-shirt? I wore it because I wanted to make you laugh. I love it. I have a t-shirt that I made that says, um, this should be on a t-shirt. <laughs> I actually have to make more of them because uh, I, 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 I wore it a lot to dance class. And, you know, there are certain stinks areas. that you can that never come out yeah. uh, in the, no matter how many times something is washed. I'm sure somebody on the internet knows a special hack for pit stains. 
but someone would have to, or like, it's not just stains, it's the stink, it's deep stink. It's yeah. reactivated, you know, it's reactivated yes. every time. Every time yeah. they you know, I've probably already started playing the recording for people by now, just like come in on the conversation about t-shirts with no context around it. It's fine. As they should. Mm -hmm. I think, I think the best stuff is always before you actually say, okay, and we're recording. Yeah. We're not going to do that. We're just awesome. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, thank you for, for being here. Um, Laura Belgray, a lot of people that follow me, follow you and love you. And I've been getting a lot of, holy shit, you know, Laura Belgray from people. I'm like, yeah, bitch. <laughs> yeah, do. And I understand their excitement because you're a very cool person and, um, and a very, very talented writer. And I know that you have a butt ton of cool stories about things that have happened and whatever. So I, my plan is like, let's just see what happens. Basically. Stories about things that have happened. Yes. I like it. You know, yeah. those sorts of, of stories with facts in them. Uh -huh. and, uh, the stories and about things that didn't happen. Or that. <laughs> We've probably heard enough of those uh, for a lifetime this year so, or in the past four years. Are you um, in New York? I am in Sag Harbor, New York. Ah. And on Long Island right now. And then I'll be going back to the city tomorrow. We kind of go back and forth. Nice. What were you going to say? Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, we know each other. I know you long time. Okay. I mean, I just realized it, you know, the other day when you asked me to be on the podcast, I was like, I've known you for over a decade. Yeah. So you must have been a zygote when I met you because you're still like... <laughs> Covered in fetal goo. You're so young. I'm almost 36. Oh my gosh, you really were. <laughs> we're so young. I was young. How did, when did we actually meet? Was it in Marie's kitchen? I think it wasn't. No, I think we met. We might have met in Marie's kitchen, but I think more likely we met maybe in Mexico at Marie's retreat mm -hmm. where you were doing camera work. Yes, my previous life. I and see. I knew of you, yes, your previous life, I knew of you. She said, I got these awesome chicks to do camera work and, um, and to shoot my, and to like help me make funny videos. And she showed me your videos with Michelle. I went not with Michelle, with Grace um, in the bathtub. I think oh, you were seeing Lady, Lady Gaga, Gaga in the bathtub. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. And so you were already internet famous when I met you. A little bit. That was my, that was my, uh, my heyday. That was when I was. You know, like <laughs> I'm like, you know, I, I think I kind of um, got I, I stepped back from it and got into being trained as a coach and, and sort of went away from the limelight. Uh, yeah. Small bit of it that I got was uh, I've talked about this before on previous episodes, but it was not good for me. I can imagine that. I mean, it's, that's that's kind of what I imagine when you became a coach that you decided, oh, this like this path is not good for me. Yeah. Because otherwise, why would you stop? Right. It, why you would only stop if it was making you like feel bad or feel feel bad about yourself or um, I don't know, be not yourself or something. And uh, I mean, I, I think like I, I was just thinking about it. Like, do you ever feel like it was like a choose your own adventure kind of thing? Like there's this path not taken, like this other parallel universe you. There's definitely a parallel universe me that went to Hollywood with Grace and was on billboards and on, you know, E and had New York Times bestselling books. Like, 
<laughs> so, and I think she, I think she would have not gotten married and continued to fuck up every relationship she was in and been uh, wretchedly unhappy. Oh, so you, so you leaving was good for her. Oh, she, you, you being the I'm she that myself. you're talking about. You're talking Alter- about alternate Alter- you. Okay. Because I was like, I didn't know Grace got married. Um, no. Okay. Now that makes perfect sense. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So would right. It would have been a disaster. Yeah, very much so. Because I'm, um, I'm not an alcoholic. I'm not like I can I can smoke weed in moderation. I can, you know, eat in moderation. But when it comes to attention, mm-hmm. I'm it. Uh huh. Right. Like I have a therapist that specifically I hired because of love addiction. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. So love addiction. And then, um, social media, do you have to like, um, I don't know, like glue down your hands to not look at your, you know, at your likes and your, yeah, sometimes, um, my daughter's a good support structure for that because when I'm around her, I really don't want to be like checking my fucking likes, right. you know, like <laughs> the phone when I go get her, she, so she's at my, my mother-in-law's apartment. Uh, we have two apartments in the complex and my mother-in-law takes care of her so that, you know, we can do our jobs and we put her up in an apartment. So it's a really wonderful, sort of like an au pair. Um, And how great for my daughter to get to be with her granny, who is a blast and an awesome human being. So really, really great. Um, But when I go over to pick her up and eat dinner, which my mother-in-law cooks, by the way, like this is the amazing optimal setup. She makes dinner. We go over there to get her. I leave my phone in the apartment. I just like leave it. And I, and I'm like, anyone who texts me now, sorry, you're not going to get a response. Right. Which is quite a, that's a feat. I mean, cause for me, like leaving my phone, when I go to the bathroom, I oh. actually think about it. I'm like, I can leave this here while I go to the bathroom. I don't have to take it in there with me every time. Like I'll be okay. Even if there's nothing in there to read. Yeah. I'm okay not taking it into the bathroom. That's only some of the time. Sometimes I'm like, no, I have to take it in with me. I'm pretty much glued to it, you know? Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's, I think it's almost easier to decide to leave it because of how glued to it I am all the time. So I'm still glued. I'm just, I'm not popular enough for it to be bad right now. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah. you know, like I have, uh, I've just hired people to support me in scaling my business. And I'm, I'm like, it's on the horizon. Also, I had a medium tell me that I'm going to be very famous. I was like, okay. Oh. Um, yeah, she was cautioning me about having more kids because of how famous I'm going to be and that I'm going to need to travel a lot and all this stuff. And I was like, cool, 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 cool. Okay. Um, like doubling down on the therapy. Really? I'm very interested in how to be famous in a healthy way. Yes. So were you like, yes, please give me the fame. Like, okay, I'm so into this. Or were you like, oh no, I'm not ready. I'm, I, I want to have another kid. I want to. Uh, I'm going to have another kid. I'm not going to mm-hmm. have three more though. Because that was my original plan. Wow. You're prolific and and ambitious. I had a big family and so did my husband growing Mm -hmm. up. I had a lot of siblings. So I didn't even want one until we thought of having four. (laughs) Four. Like a big family that we make? Neat. And now it's turned out that my brother-in-law and my mother-in-law live with us and we support them. And so there's there's three, there's technically like three people dependent on mm-hmm. me right now. And so one more, that's four. You yeah, know, you better scale. Yeah, I got to scale. So yeah. I got to scale for the second because I want her to have a, a sibling. I really want her to have a sibling. Um, 
so we're trying right now and uh and then i'm done then the kitchen's closed because got it i have too much stuff to do yeah you've got a lot of fame to do apparently <laughs> well you know and i hear that too is like hey you're gonna reach a lot more people and now mm-hmm. that now that i i feel like my messaging is where i want it to be like this break up with your bullshit thing i'm like i love yeah, it this is thanks like that's the, that's the line. That's the thing I've been looking for, for a while that I haven't felt like I could find and good thing too. Cause I think it was good to be lost for years. Just this fucking lost for a while. Like no idea. What is my, I have no idea. I'm just going to do stuff and have no focus. And so to now have focus and be like, no, that's it. That's it. I could see the book. I could see the podcast. I can see the, this and that. And I can, I see everything. And I'm like, that's, that's who I am. That's in line with me. That's working for me. So if that wants to go and get really, really big, I'm going to be at the helm of that. And I'm very okay with that. I love it. Okay. So where, wh- where were you or what happened? How did that line come to be? Um, so this is really great. I hired uh, this woman, Cassidy Crawford, and people who are listening to every episode are now hearing about this constantly because I mention her all the time because this wouldn't exist without her. Um, you know, you get someone really good that you're working with and you can flow yeah. with ideas and she's a great creative partner. And uh, she asked me, we were- <laughs> Excuse me, sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Um, she asked you. She asked me, um, how can I give people more actionable- something to do because I make all these cool videos where I talk about a concept and she's like yeah but then you're kind of leaving people with no solution to their problem you're just pointing out problems and I'm like yeah that's what I do whatever I just poke people (laughs) figure shit out for themselves that's what coaches do but you know like they're not my one-on-one client they're an audience so I do need to deliver something and uh, so she's helping me kind of focus that and she said what if we do an online event like something we can get a lot of hype up around and get people to sign up for and start to build the list and like have people who are interested in, and like now we can we know who's interested because they said yes to this thing. So we invented this challenge that we're going to do an accountability challenge for artists and or just really anyone you're not starting your business you're putting something off so mm-hmm. let's do that. And then she had me make a page for it like a landing page for it and she's like we need a really good line at the top. Um so what's the line? I'm like I don't I don't know. Um time to do that thing you said you would, you know? And, and, and so she's like, great, write me 10 versions of that, 10 to 15. And I think I wrote nine and then sent them to her. So I'm like, bitch, I can't think of 10. So, which is just my own bullshit. But I, I sent them to her and she goes, okay, so the vibe, I want you to bend the vibe in the direction of this. And I can't remember what she said, but she gave me direction on the writing. And she said, now send me 10 more. So I- You send I, her nine more? I, I think I said six. <laughs> <laughs> me to do it. Uh, But I, but then I sent them. And then right after I sent the last one, I sent another single text that said, it's time to break up with your bullshit and get that project started. And she just said, that's it. Go. I was like, okay. And then I put it at the top of the page. And then I started making content to promote it. And I'm like, do I put that whole sentence on it? You know, because break up with your bullshit is a lot more concise. Okay. I'm going to put that. And so it sort of evolved. And then I realized, oh, that's the title of it. Cause I needed to name the Facebook group and I needed to name the email list inside of MailChimp. And I need like, you have to title. They're like, what's the title? I'm like, Oh, good question. I don't know. So it, it got born out of the necessity to yeah. title things. So good. She sounds excellent by the way. Great. Like she sounds like a great messaging coach. Yes. 
Yeah. And I love that it came out of that. And I totally, I know the relief of, first of all, the struggle to find like, what's my one thing? What's my one message that everything fits under and that makes sense of everything that I talk about and everything that I want to do. And it doesn't pigeonhole me in some weird way where I don't want to go. Yeah. Um, and it's just like the hallelujah moment of actually finding that line. To like, like everything fits under this. This is my umbrella. Yes. I feel like I've been looking for it for years, like yeah, years, yeah. Just, and then one day, and and then one day you wrote a text. Yep. Yeah, I, I sent her a text back in August, and I wrote, "I'm just so sick of creating and creating and creating with no focus or intention beyond like inspire people. It's it's just like so bland. It's so." Uh, like mm-hmm. I can't, I can't anymore. I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing way too much work for there to be nothing at the end of that rainbow. And I need, um, a direction. And so she's like, why well, haven't now I'm doing this podcast. I'm like, yeah, Laura Belgray, She's awesome. Look at all her followers. And then this person, they're great. And she's like, why haven't you been doing this? You have everything that you need. I'm like, didn't have the right help. Hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, oh. like yeah I get like I'm your ideal client because I I do have all that other stuff you don't need to hold my hand and teach me how to write write an email or how to speak to a person I just need you like insisting that I be specific insisting that I be clear because I don't insist that for myself right well I think it it sounds like you know you want it you just yeah you needed somebody telling you write me 10 lines now write me another 10 it's like a personal trainer, head. like do these push-ups, and it's like, okay, I can follow directions, you know, right. for the right person. Which is actually a gift because not everybody can do that. Mm-hmm. That's true. So you're going to come across a lot, you know. I'm sure you already have people in the um, who are looking to break up with their bullshit, but a lot of it is I can't follow other people's directions. I cannot do what I'm told. I know what I need to do. I've taken all the courses, but I never, I never follow through on them. I don't yep. want to do the things. I'm so jealous of people who are like, oh, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. Those are the people who are like, uh, you know, they have a million people on their list and they're making a million dollars a month. And because they just take what works and they don't care if it's original um, <laughs> <laughs> at all. So jealous of people who don't care about being original. I me really too. am. I mean, me I, I'm the same, you know, the other hand, I pity them because mm. I'm like, oh, you don't know how unoriginal you are. And then I envy them because they don't know how unoriginal they are. Beautifully said. Yeah. Yeah. And you're super original. Um, so for those of you who don't know Laura, TalkingShrimp.com. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's her website. And you should be on her newsletter because it's not a lot of emails that I read. But <laughs> a Belgrade email gets read. Or saved for that moment where you're like, oh, I need something to read or I'm waiting. For, I'm like in a line somewhere and I need I need something that's going to be really good content. Like you, um, you seem to have gotten to a place and I don't know how for how long it's been like this. It's been like this for as long as I've known you where my experience of your content is that it's all like the good stuff. Like you really trim the fat out and, it, and, and you know how to entertain and teach at the same time. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. I would say, I mean, f- for as long as you've known me, I say I've been writing, um, writing good stuff. I can say that. However, I don't think that it 
for a long time, I refused to teach anything mm. in my content. I refused <laughs> to make it what it was supposed to be. I refused to follow directions, yes, yes. which was, you know, deliver actionable content. And I don't, I, I don't make a point of always delivering actionable tips sure. because I think that they're, I think nobody's going to do them. First of all, and people are like, I want actionable tips. I'm like, no, you don't. You're not going to do one thing I tell you to do, but the illusion of it at the end of the email or somewhere in there, the illusion of quote unquote value V word, um, which I think is you know, in a way so meaningless, but just giving people that some, some sort of a hook, something that they can, um, you know, that they can grab onto, like, I learned this, here was my takeaway. Yeah. Um, or, you know, where's this going? What's the point of the story? Oh, that's how you connect it to copywriting, or that's how you connect it to business. Okay, good. Thank you. Now I have, like, now I got my money's worth, even though it's free. Yeah. So well, I started, yeah. I've learned that even and especially when things are free, you have to sell them. Yes, you do. Exactly. But people, It's so funny. People in my life who saw me promoting the shit out of Breakup With Your Bullshit, the, the email challenge, um, I tell them, they're like, oh, how's that doing? I'm like, yeah, I got like um, 288 people signed up for it. And they're like, wow, how much are you making per person? I'm like, no. <laughs> like, wow, you're like doing ads though. I'm like, I know. I'm spending a lot of money to, to gather a community of people who – or like, you know, my people, because that's yeah. the point. Did you yeah. fall off? Yeah, or? my camera just fell off. It's a, it's a loom cube. And it's Not last time I, I couldn't unstick it. And now it won't stay stuck. I'm going to try it again and see what, what disasters I wreak. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sticking it on again. Okay, let's just see how long that adhesive lasts. Nice. The, yeah. Hopefully it won't fall over. Um, Let's hope not. But yeah, you got to sell. You got to sell everything. I mean, Pete, you're basically. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how come I could still see you if it fell? Well, the cam. Oh, it wasn't the camera. Sorry, it's the light. It was the light. Oh, that fell. you look fine if it just fell. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna turn it off so it's not just like sitting okay. there. It's my husband's nightmare because I set up my whole setup. Right there's like a big, big vase that he loves right on the other side of my computer, and the camera just fell on it, but it didn't break it. I think we're okay. Good thing. <laughs> What's on your sweatshirt? This is a photo by the artist Nan Golden um, of two of the Andy Warhol superstars. One is Candy Darling, and I forget who the other is. My oh. friend gave this to me. It was like some limited edition thing that he snagged, and I coveted and ate. And he gave it to me because he has, also has one for himself. Nice. Those yeah. are the best gifts. Yes. I enjoy limited I edition things. I like anything yeah. that other people can't get. And it's Yeah, not. me too. Oh, yeah. Buy really doubles. Mm-hmm. Oh, buy doubles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, um, uh, you know, when, when like, I actually can't remember, like, I remember going to your Instagram at some point and being like, oh, you have a fuckload of followers. Like, when did that happen? Because I can't remember... I don't remember trajectory of that. Yeah. Okay. So I think everything has happened. All, all the trajectory stuff for me has happened in the last few years since like 2017 to that 2017. I started the Instagram. Uh-huh. Um, I started getting more visible, like doing articles in uh, business insider 
Forbes, entrepreneur, et cetera, et cetera, um, money. And, and one that I did for money was about Instagram because people started paying me, one in particular, um, started paying me to help them with Instagram captions and with their quote cards. And so I pitched to money, you know, I make X amount, I think it was like, I make $6,000 a day writing inspirational quotes for Instagram. Here's how I perfected this dream job. And um, <laughs> that got me a shit ton of followers. Not, you know, not all quality. I will tell you that yeah. like a lot of them were DMing me and still do saying, ma'am, please give me money. Ma'am, please help. Ma'am. <laughs> ma'am. Like, stop calling me ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> and then there were some marriage proposals from the Philippines, like that hmm. kind of thing. I mean, yeah. did you in Indonesia? What did you consider that at all? I, I, I am a happily married woman. Um, and my husband was not up for any kind of open. Okay. Understood. Arrangement with an Indonesian who wanted money. <laughs> Smart man. Yeah. Don't yeah. share you with anybody. You should. No, I mean, if if I brought in a sugar daddy for the two of us, he might be open to it. Mm. Yeah, get up to. Or that. a sugar mama, he'd be more open to. That's how you scale. That's how you scale. <laughs> I'm I'm looking to scale this marriage. <laughs> I'm bringing in some help. <laughs> we need support to scale. <laughs> so you rewrote some dope articles and mm -hmm. people wanted to be you or be, you know, yes. you. Yes. Or <laughs> be with me. Begin to follow. Um, yes. <laughs> I started speaking on stages. I made a big push. I was like, I have to, um, I had, I had kind of a, a mini awakening. It was in a productivity workshop that I took like the very beginning of the year, January 6, 2017. And what, you know, it wasn't so much about pro productivity as it was mindset stuff. Mm -hmm. I was open to anything that would help me get shit done because I wasn't getting any shit done. I couldn't break up with my bullshit. So mm -hmm. um, tie in. So the thing that we did, like the bulk of the day was sitting on the floor with these composition notebooks doing a future pacing exercise that I'm sure everybody has done. I think it's called the painted picture. It was six questions, six or 10 questions. Um, and it was about like your ideal scene, your ideal life five years from now. I mm. think it was five, maybe it was two. I think it was five. Um, and so each writing exercise was very specific about one specific part of that. Like, what does your work day look like? You know, what does your, what do your relationships look like? What are you doing for fun? Um, what is your physical health like, et cetera. And the one that was most revelatory for me was the one about work. What does your work day look like? Anytime I did anything like that, I was like, you know, if, when it comes to like, where are you living? I'm like, my house is palatial. It has, you know, um, it has those uh, windows. I'm like forgetting the word for them, but they've got the crisscrossy on them. Um, I usually know the word for them. Yeah. And, um, and very high ceilings and great art and, you know, views and we, and I only fly first class. That was always a part of it. So it was always money. I, that, that stuff I could visualize, but when it came to like, what does your work like, work life look like? Um, what does your work day look like? I had to get really specific in a way that I hadn't really before. And it was, kind of about I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm writing, I am just writing emails, and I'm somehow getting paid for it. Um, 
And then on another day, I might be just, you know, coming off of the stage from a talk that I've given, but it's not about copywriting. It's not five tips to, you know, write better copy. I'm so done with that. It is just stories from like my childhood. Yeah. I'm just telling story, like I'm spending my day somehow telling the stories that I want to tell, writing the stuff I want to write and making bank from it. And so I realized a couple of things. I was like, one, I was basically, I want to get paid to be me. That was the, that was the overall goal. And so I realized one, you, I'm not going to get paid to be me if people don't know who I am. (laughs) So (laughs) I had to go out and like, I've got to work on getting famous. Um, And that, you know, that takes a lot of input. It doesn't just come to you as you know. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever the medium says, you're going to have to like work towards that. Oh, no, it's going to take some work. Right. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it took, you know, applying to speak and putting it out there that I wanted to speak and do speaking gigs and putting it out there that I wanted to um, write or be in these publications, pitching, et cetera. Um, I mean, they're all div- and then getting on podcasts. I mean, podcasts were very, were a big part of it. So yeah. that drove a lot of people to, you asked about like, when did I get all these Instagram followers? It's happened over the years, but that's when it all started, when I started really getting known. And also um, Marie Forleo and I launched, we really launched the Copy Cure, our course that we'd done together. We'd been right. running it kind of on evergreen. Um, and so there was no big, splash to be made it was just running humming along in the background and marie decided in i think it was 2018 she was like we are going to launch the copy cure um i forget what yeah i think that was the year she said we're gonna relaunch it like do a real launch we're gonna up the price we're gonna do new photos we're gonna do new videos we're gonna re-record the whole thing and we're going to launch it for real and that did a lot for me because that's a lot of exposure. I'm there doing videos and I did Q and A's and um, like live, live videos throughout the, like the main month that we launched it um, each time. And so that always brings more people to me and gets me in front of thousands of people, right. which is awesome. So all of that kind of snowballs and that's, that's when it started. And I've been working at that for the last few years. Oh, cause another thing that came out of that day on the sitting on the floor with the composition notebook was I need to write a book. Mm. Obviously, if I want this kind of life, I need to write a book. Yeah. Um, and I've been wanting to write a book forever. And I was like, I have to really write it. I have to stop talking about writing it and write it. So um, now it is finally a reality. Now I have a book deal. Yeah. And have that Please coming out title. The title of the book is Tough Titties, and it will be on a bookshelf near you in summer 2022. We'll have you on again then, you know, Thank that's, you. The plan. that's the plan. Well, you know, because obviously this podcast is the pinnacle of all podcasts that you've been on. So, Of course it is. No, for real. I I intend to be on this again, and maybe we'll both be wearing Tough Titties t-shirts when it comes Oh, yeah. I've got to make those, right? Uh, you do. Yeah. It, it's it, uh, Grace and I, when we had our YouTube channel, we did, uh, we had a lot of catchphrases and one of them was totally tits. And we had a <laughs> segment called totally tits Tuesday. And we were like, totally tits Tuesday. and we made shirts and there was a lot, there was a lot happening around. I made this graphic. I remember that, that said it was like, 
totally tits and the the um i don't know what program it, it was like they went like this like two boobies appeared in the in the, the graphic <laughs> like the word tits became boobs did i make that or did someone make it for us i can't remember um but we, i remember having a booby graphic so i'm very with i'm i'm with it i'm with the title there you know maybe i can buy the uh, old animations off of you mm. yes. totally tits if i have them <laughs> i mean people can go on the youtube channel and see totally tits too. Yeah. we would do like a news segment where we would talk about stuff that we think is totally tits oh my gosh <laughs> it's a lifetime ago it is i actually just stuff. when you were talking about um the copy care I remembered some of you were helping Marie with her copy for mm -hmm. the videos that I was shooting and so she would send me google docs that you had supported in the writing of and I would just piss myself laughing at like this <laughs> it was so good because before that she and I were just doing it you know she yeah. would just riff and I was like just I, I literally my first shoot with her I had no tripod I had no boom person because the person that was going to come didn't show and that's why Grace ended up coming because I just, oh. I needed a boom person. So she came, but then Marie was like, but you guys are funny and you could help me. And I was like, yeah, come Grace, whatever. It was fun. Um, but I, I remember I just held my DSLR camera and spread my, my legs apart and just like, like kind of punched back so I could become a human tripod and it was, and I hit record and I'm like, go. And then the first video on her YouTube channel of her sitting on her couch, I'm just like, holding the camera as steady as Holy I can goodness. and just talking and we had no plan for what she was going to say. So that's how that started. That's amazing. What an origin story of everything. Oh, and then, <laughs> and then I showed her my YouTube channel with my music videos and she was like, I want to do music. Can we do one right now? And then we did, we like just filmed one in her apartment and then we did music videos all the time. And oh man, I was like, I can get paid to edit stupid lip dub videos. Like, that's great. That's awesome. I just, and, and like, eventually can I get paid to do my own ones? Cause that would be great. Yeah. I love lip dubs. Right. That's, oh, well, you're amazing at them. I mean, I think, I think you're, you're the first person I saw doing like TikTok, um, where like the, I mean, that was the only reason I actually downloaded the app was to watch your videos, even, even though you uploaded them to other platforms. I was yeah. like, well, this is worth getting on TikTok for. Well, thanks. Have so. you TikToked at all? Uh, I have just barely, and then, and then once it became reels, like once Instagram added reels, and everybody started dancing around and pointing at words. God, I know. Which has just now become a thing. Like <laughs> I hate it. now, there's a backlash, a movement against it, and <laughs> I've hated it ever since. Like I've hated it from kind of from the beginning. I made yeah. one. I made one basically pointing at the words like, this is a hostage video. Um, <laughs> I hate the way it looks, but here we are. <laughs> oh, it's so cringy. Um, I, I think the, the issue really is like jumping on a trend without thinking about, it's the lack of originality thing. That's what it is. Yes. Because you're not thinking, what can I add to this that has never been done before? Mm -mm. You're thinking, okay, I'll, you know, point my fingers and now there's a video and it doesn't do anything for anybody well uh, apparently it does I guess apparently so. it gets great engagement and I think everybody doing it for their launch is saying like here's how I launched you great know engagement and basic bitches yeah great engagement for basic bitches there's a t-shirt there's a store mm -hmm. there's a business <laughs> I'm so judgy about basic shit like 
I'm so, I'm so judgy. I, I feel bad sometimes. I'm like, I look at someone's caption. I'm like, oh, fucking basic. And it's oh. like, whatever you, everyone starts basic. Yeah. Everyone starts basic. Some people stay basic it's and true. you know, all they do is post things like not before my coffee and <laughs> har har. It's wine o'clock for this. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, I can't, uh, I can't. And people and some people and people love them. So God bless. Yeah. God bless the unaware. <sighs> Anyone's pain. wondering what's in my pink uh, wa- uh, water bottle? It's haterade. <laughs> Good big old gulp. Um, I had a I had a friend on here from uh, Twitter who he talked a lot about taste, like just um, sort of defining and redefining his taste for things and, and for mostly for his own things. Like he wrote an ebook and he's like, I give my ebook four out of five stars. I'm not, I'm not there. I'm rewriting it now because mm-hmm. I would love for it to be a five. I would love to be so behind it that I can say it's five stars, but it's not. And that that's not self-deprecation. That's just accuracy. Yeah, that's, that is, um, true self-awareness. Now the question is whether he's right. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, I love his book. Right. And, so and I get the, the criticisms he has of it. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. But it does it doesn't get in the way of me enjoying the book. You yeah. Know? Which means which to me means it's five stars. Anything that I finish is five stars because I finished it. Ooh, nice, Belgrade. It takes a lot to finish a book. Like I can't yeah, finish a book. Cool. It really takes a lot for me to finish a book. It's gotta be so readable and it doesn't necessarily have to be the best written thing. And it doesn't have to say everything. I mean, if it does, then I'm not going to finish it. So I yeah. say to him, keep a four-star book. Keep mm-hmm. it four stars. It's probably it five four stars. stars. Yeah. That's a, that's a t-shirt as well. I'm <laughs> um, just inventing. Yeah. I haven't finished a book other than reading fan fiction stories, which uh, like often are hundreds of thousands of words long. And I wow. tear through the whole thing or I listen, I have an app that converts PDFs to spoken word and it's not great, but it's enough because if my daughter sees me holding my phone and looking at something or holding a physical oh, yeah it's done so the only way I can read I told someone the other day I was like I haven't finished a physical book in over five years because my kid will not allow it right and and then I don't to be honest like I just don't want to create time to sit and look down at a book I just don't want to so I'd rather multitask listen mm-hmm. do laundry or clean or cook or something while I'm reading Listening. Very smart. So is it that same voice that sometimes appears on my phone by accident? That's like no speakable content, no uh, speakable no. content no. voice. So this, there's an app called voice dream and it allows you to choose the voice and you can oh. download different ones and you can even pay for them. So this is one I paid for. Um, and here's a, this is my own fic. Cause after I write, I listen back and that's how I check for typos. Oh, I'll hear them. That's genius. Right. I've never thought of that or heard of it. <laughs> yes, I've invented something around writing that you don't even know about, but listen. Hermione was nearly passed out on the floor of the drawing room in Not Manor, having been tortured for some indiscernible length of time. Oh, spoilers. That's no, not that's bad. Been, that's not pretty bad. good. That actually has a little inflection, intonation. Yep. It doesn't sound like Siri reading no. out it loud. It's enough where, and I've heard people say, yeah, I can't get past the voice. And it's like, when you get over the hump and you're used to it, it's amazing because you have all these stories. Well, I have all these stories, all these authors that are publishing stuff that I want to read their stuff, but it's like, when? 
Right. So if I could read it in the car, which is only rough when there's smut. Oh, yeah. Now I'm driving down the Garden State Parkway listening to mm-hmm. sex. And I'm like, right. mm, okay, it's not a good time for this. Or I'm at a red light and I'm like, turn that volume down. Mm-hmm. I guess your fan fiction can go all kinds of places, can't it? It can. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I don't write, I don't write smut when they're in school years because ew. But like yeah. if I write a story that's 20 years in the future, like after oh. the last Harry Potter book, mm-hmm. like, oh, sure. Now we're super it's what, for adults. It's what grownups do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They do sex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> amazing so you do so many different things I mean you yeah. say you're like a quintuple threat or something <laughs> thanks yeah I uh I probably could do more I but but then I would be watering it down you know it's it's tough because I mean like I was talking to Erin Gardner about her baking books and I told her one of my what I said as a kid was I want to be a bakery lady when I grow up the bakery so I vaguely I'm vaguely interested in and I say vaguely interested in baking because it's it's not like something I'm super committed to but I'm also not I'm not like whatever about it like I have nice baking things and I I when I decide to bake I take it very seriously um but yeah I'm not gonna do that and like I was a I danced and I love I love dancing and so I dabble in dancing but um you know far past the age to like go be a dancer and and also I don't really want that and I think if I did I would have attacked it yeah that's a tough life yeah Yeah. I'd rather be a TikTok dancer and you know just be yes um uh wow you're like this is way better than I thought it was going to be but like that's like the pinnacle (laughs) of of what I do dancing on the internet is I surprise dancing for a very low bar yes I have a super low bar (laughs) dance for low expectations surprise uh, what did you want to be when you grew up? Well, for a while, I wanted to be a taxi driver because <laughs> um, because my mother always complained. I always wanted to take a taxi and she would complain that taxis were so expensive. I was like, therefore, taxi drivers are rich. Uh-huh, I so, guess so. so that was one thing I wanted to be. I wanted to be an artist because um, I loved drawing. And I thought I was, I had that kid's confidence where I'm like, I'm the best artist in the class. Yeah. Kid's confidence is some good yeah. shit. Yeah, it is some good shit. Though at no point did I say I'm the best singer in the class or anything like that. So I had some, there was some reality, some realism to it. Right. Um, I think I was a pretty good drawer. And that's kind of like one of the talents that I wish I could wake up with, like, if you said, like, if you, you know, if you were struck by lightning or just woke up one day, you know, in a freaky Friday situation um, with one incredible talent, what would it be? I think it might be drawing. I mean, singing would be nice, but I think I could, I don't know, feel like I could do more with drawing. Um, Singing is very far from a talent of mine, so. Well, and I think like with drawing, if you decided, hey, I want to be like insanely good at this and then dedicated a crap load of time to it, you could just like I could do that with dance. Right. It's like right now, the only thing in the way of me being like a really great dancer is the lack of time that I have spent doing it. And I can tell I have something innately that if I were to nurture it, it would be great, but I'm not going to. But yeah, yeah, if I could just wake up and be like Casey Rice, that little girl who like, I don't know. I don't know if you've ever seen any, if you've ever seen her videos, 
uh, you probably don't know her name because you probably didn't look into it, but she's this. Oh, I think I know who she is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I do. I mean, just the way you're talking about her, I think she's like a little kid with sick moves. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who's usually usually dancing with people like in a group yeah. in a you know, big group and people are like standing back. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yes. She did one um, and it was a competition video and it was this song, Who's in Charge of the Girls? And she was so little and she was just like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And you're like, well, you shouldn't even be doing that. That's like illegal. Yes. Look at, I know. But, but she's in, um, she's in a bunch of choreography videos for different things. And I always, before I connected her to the, the little inappropriate dance video, um, I <laughs> see her in these other things and be like, I really like that girl. There's something about her whole vibe that, that I, I, my eye goes to her, even if she's in yeah. a group. And then I found her on Instagram and she's just awesome. I mean, she's so young still. Like she was like two in that video. I mean, not two, but you know, yeah, two. And now she's uh, in her teens, I think. Yeah, she has it. I'm, I'm fascinated by people who are born with that thing. Yeah. Agreed. In any, in any department or by people who, um, I mean, these might be the same people who actually channel. They, it seems like like certain people who, who write or sing or act or, um, or who paint, um, a lot of painters are like this. You can tell that this is, you know, you see them and this is where you believe in a muse. Like this person, this isn't coming from this person. It is going through them. Yeah. Which is amazing. That's the kind, that is the, that's the holy grail. Like oh. to have moments like that where you're like, I don't know where that came from. Right. You're going to love, I did a episode right before I got on with you with Bernard Velasquez and he is a TikToker, mm. and poet, and I know him because I did, um, I did a video with his voice and me doing oh. the words. So you might've even seen it. It's, I'm like, uh, it starts off with, um, so I'm lying in bed and I say to myself, self and myself says, sis, and it's like a long, it's like a minute long rant yes um of sorts and it's like an inspiring idea and I just had I just had him on and and it was all like there kept just being moments where something would come through him and that's how his TikToks occur to me they're just like oh I've just channeling spirit and he at some point I told a story about my mom and then he started channeling messages from her and I was like (gasps) (gasps) that's great I have a few friends who are like working to become mediums and like that happens sometimes so I'm like oh that's wild used to it Okay, so if, when it comes to mediums, is is he the medium who said that you are, or is he not quite a medium? Is, who's the the medium who said you're going to be super famous? Oh, that's um, a woman named Araya who I had a session with about a month and a half ago. And and did she? What I'm what I'm aiming at here, what I'm where I'm going is, um, have you spoken to a medium or someone like that or psychic or whatever who didn't know anything about you? who got things where you're like, there's no way you would know that. She knew very little. Here's something that, and and she wasn't the one speaking. She channels mm. guides mm. Uh, and it'll be like uh, Mother Mary or know, just different names you've heard of like, mm-hmm. some things. Um, and I asked, you're supposed to come with questions, which for me yeah. was really luxurious because in coaching, I don't get my questions answered. I answer my own questions, you know? Oh. So to, it almost, it felt wrong. Like I felt, yeah. <laughs> I felt some shame about asking, but I asked how many kids should I have? Mm-hmm. 
And I didn't tell her, she, she asked me if I have any now. And I said, I have one. I didn't tell her that my plan was to have four. I didn't, I didn't tell her that. I didn't tell anybody. Right. Like she couldn't have known that. There's no way. Yeah. And, um, and the, she started channeling and the voice was like, this is my, and her voice changes when she's channeling too. So it's, it's kind of oh. freaky. Um, and she was like, well, this is Mother Mary, dear one. And we do see that there are three more souls that are waiting to be born unto you. However, we do want to caution you because we see that there's a level of fame that you're going to have and an amount of traveling that you're going to need to do that's going to really hamper your ability to be with those children. So please only have them if it is the joy of your soul and like it's, it's what you're on the planet for. And we actually see that motherhood is not the highest form of possibility for you on the planet. Wow. First of all, you did a very good job, I can tell, of channeling her. Thanks. The way you did the voice, the way you knew all the words. <laughs> I paraphrased for the that basically what happened. You were very fluent in her. Thanks. Now. Yeah, that was incredible. Um, and that it reminds me of, do you, have you listened to, I'm sure you have listened to Abraham Hicks. A bit. Yeah, that it reminds me of them. Um <laughs> And that I, I really enjoy listening to them because that's another channeling thing. Mm -hmm. That is, you know, I, I don't necessarily believe, I don't believe everything that they say. Yeah. Um, there are some really crazy things there in their, in their content that people I think take to heart and take literally, and uh, it's not going to get them anywhere, but, um, or it's like, oh, you know, people only get COVID because they were, you know, because it was on their mind and they were looking to get COVID. I'm like, no, 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 no. Um, <laughs> let's, yeah, let's shelve that part of it. But I am fascinated. I am endlessly fascinated by how they, um, by how Esther channels a different voice and like everything she says, I mean, it could just be, who knows what it is? Who knows what channeling it is? It, channeling is, it might just, it might be another, a personality that lives in her and, you know, words that it might not be a spirit, who knows, yeah. whatever it is, it's otherworldly seeming. It's um, always amazing to see what comes through a person. Yeah. 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 From them. Totally. And I, I feel often <clears throat> in my coaching that the, the thing that a a lot of my process of becoming a better coach has been about removing my own doubt and mm -hmm. lack of trust because the, the more I remove it, the more I hear. And like, I'll be, my client's talking and something comes through, like, say this. And I'm like, fuck are you talking about? I'm not going to say that. And I've learned to just go, no, 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 just say it. And then they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, I honestly don't know. What do you hear? Oh, that's good. They can't ask. They can't ask the question. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's a, there, I think there's a, a place to get to, not really to arrive at, but to, to like practice as a coach of just trusting what comes and like letting your intuition just have its way and not being so attached to making sense because a lot of stuff doesn't make any fucking sense. Right. Now this... Um... I imagine you do he actually hear a voice. You said that like, you'll hear, say this, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it, it would make sense that you do because you're an auditory person, like you're a musician. So <laughs> of course you hear things, but you do mean that literally, like you actually hear in your head, someone say, say this. Maybe they don't say, say this, but I just hear a question. You hear it. Yeah. Like somebody like just said it. Yeah. That's amazing. I don't have that ever. I don't hear I don't hear things it, except once in a while when, if I take, um, 
in edible, which I do to sleep. Mm -hmm. I've never been a pothead. I just got into them lately when I discovered they all make me fall asleep. So, uh, (laughs) so then I'll hear things that aren't, you know, like like (laughs) sit up in bed, be like, who's there? (laughs) (laughs) I love, um, I love weed for creative work, um, from writing. Um, I think like there was definitely a time in my life when I was using it to, you know, numb out and it wasn't healthy at all and whatever, but whatever. My mom was dying. <laughs> I get a pass. Um, thanks. But I, uh, now I use it very intentionally, um, for like, I have three hours to write a song on, on like this car- I, it's carved out time. My daughter's not here. I know how long it takes me to come down from it once I'm high. So like I'll smoke and then turn on the voice memo thing and go take a shower. And I just sing. Wow. Start singing. And the thing is like songs just come entire songs, Laura, like I, and I, I can't even sing them fast enough. And then they leave sometimes I'm like, motherfucker. Oh my God. Like a full fucking song. And now my issue is that I don't know. I don't quote, know how to take the thing I hear, especially the instrumentation in the background mm-hmm. that I hear, mm-hmm. I hear drums. I hear a saxophone. I hear whatever. I don't know how to do things with it like I'm like okay but I can't and even sometimes I'll go to sing it into my phone and it comes out wrong and I'm like shit I can't I hear the correct notes in my head but I can't even vocalize them so that's the the struggle I'm in right now is just forcing myself to sit down and be in that and it's very uncomfortable I don't like being bad at things oh yeah well that's really frustrating but on the other hand right you're like bad at or unpracticed at that aspect of it but on the other hand you're actually channeling, like you're actually hearing full songs. So I imagine that you'll get practiced at translating them from your head, um, from that feeling to the, you know, to the page or to the instrument or whatever. But um, like, I, I think that that's a really rare gift. It's one that I just covet. Like when I, I think was it the, I think it was the Taylor Swift documentary where she was talking about how she basically downloads songs. I mean, they come to her. Yeah fully formed and I'm like holy shit when what is that like her process I'm like oh me too especially when I see her singing into her phone I'm like that's what I do I have years of voice memos that's amazing I mean I would try every kind of weed to get that effect <laughs> I have so far I mean because my I was like a total dork in you know in school and high school and college I was just like no drugs for me just say no you know I knew everything about drugs <laughs> you too like I studied them I every science project was a drug chart you knew the street name the effects um how long you'd go to prison for possession etc um what it would do to you and um so I never tried it and until I was like 26 and then just once and then in recent years like in my late 40s a friend of mine who um, just gets blazed every single night and is very much an, an evangelist for yeah. weed really wanted me to get into it. And he got, yeah. like, got me all set up and he made me spend all this money on like the, you know, thing that, that cuts it. And I was like, I don't want to do all this work and I don't even like the smell of it. And, <laughs> you know, showed me how to roll it or whatever, or how to pack it into the, into Enjoy. the vape thing. Um, oh, oh, oh. I, I was like, I was like, all right, let's just start with, I gave up, I gave that up. I sold it back to him or something, or maybe he took it. And I started, and I tried the the pens I didn't mind, the pens that were all loaded with the cartridge. Those I kind of liked, 
but it didn't do anything for me except made me sleepy. And he, and he would say, well, you know, David, um, was it, oh, Matt Weiner. Matt Weiner never wrote an episode of Mad Men um, without being high. Huh. And I was like, okay, I'll just keep trying. I'll keep <laughs> trying. I was like, I want that. You need, you need sour diesel. I'll keep, maybe that's what I need. I was like, I'll keep sour working diesel. at it, but it I just a, never. I wrote a book on sour diesel. You did? Mm-hmm. So that's your strain? Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and does it come in edible form? Because I really suck at smoking. I, I don't smoke. I have, well, I used to, but I have a, a vape. Vape. Yeah. Um, I mean, that I could do. But it literally, like, I, I've, I'll have other kinds. And then, like, when we get the sour diesel and I have a little bit of it, I, the way I usually describe it is that I, I go to a different dimension. It's like, we're right here, but I'm sort of between worlds. And mm-hmm. in that dimension are all of my ideas I've ever had on that weed, like oh I'm coming back to this little library and it's all here. And I'm, and I I've gone without weed for like a year or more in my life. Uh, so it's not like a constant, but recently Justin and I both, we had taken a long break from it just to get really agitated with each other and have lots of fights <laughs> and almost, almost break up. Yeah. You know, like that's what happens when neither of us have a way to fucking chill out and self-medicate <laughs> our multiple mental illnesses. So we, <laughs> we got back on it. Um, and I remember the first night we spoke together and I was just like, I forgot, I forgot about this place. Like, it's like I, coming back to a place that I haven't visited in a long time where there's all kinds of stuff available. And I, I forgot about it. And I feel like, I, oh man, that's all my old stuff. Like going home to your childhood bedroom or some shit. That's amazing. That's like the the reserve room in the library at school. Yeah. It was like the room that you can go to. You can, I think they're like, you couldn't take anything with you. You had to sit and read it there. Yes. In in school films too, there were certain films you weren't allowed to take out of the library. Right. Really laborious films. Yeah. So <laughs> black and white. What is that one about white supremacy? Can't, oh, it's like a black and white movie. I'll think I of don't it. Remember. No. Thanks, though, Christian. About. It's like um, it's like showing people doing Olympic type activities, and it's like all about how you know. Oh, it's about they, eugenics. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Triumph of the will. I might made that up, but whatever stuff like that, that you had to sit yeah. in the reserve room and just be like, and the TV was, Oh, I just hit the table. Um, the TV was up this little like box, like a tube television in the corner of the room. And you have to like, put, oh, yes. put the cassette in over here and then just uh-huh. sit in the room. Like, okay. Yes. I know all about that. We were, we recently, we were in um, Israel last summer for a bar mitzvah and went to, when we were in Tel Aviv, we went and took an architecture tour and you have to start at the building, like the, the main building, main offices with the gift, where the gift shop is. And they make you watch a movie on cassette, like downstairs, you know, like the three, you know, three of us went downstairs and they, you know, a guy came down and turned on the TV and popped in the tape. It was very strange. It was like we were taking a driving test or something and had to watch the educational <laughs> part of it. It's very special. Hey, yeah. remember tapes? <laughs> I remember them well. We, I mean, you're a f- full uh, 15 years younger, so um, you wouldn't know what it was like to for your family to, to finally get a VCR. So mm-hmm. you could actually, I mean, th- growing up, if you missed a movie, 
you missed the movie and wow. you'd have to wait till it came on TV ever. Wow. And like, I was dying to see fame and Saturday night fever. My mom took me to the PG there. They um, came out with the PG version of Saturday night wow. fever. Um, so she took me to that, but I could not wait to actually see the real one. So we got our first VCR when I was around 12. And it was just so exciting. It was like, oh my God, now I can, I can actually record the facts of life. And I can see, I mean, which was a game changer because, yeah. you know, Facts of Life Goes to Paris was on at the same time as Thanksgiving dinner. And it would have been a real problem. Had that. Not had, yeah. I, that. I mean, I, I had a different version of it, but like I'm, I'm young and or I'm, I'm um, old enough to remember what it was like to have to wait for a song to come on the radio. So I can record mm -hmm. it. Oh, yes. Right. And really <laughs> sit there with your with your finger hovering over yeah. the record. And then button. it would be like it would start. I it was the song, the song I remember the most. I made a TikTok about this. Um, was I Love You Always Forever by Donna Lewis. You know, I love you always forever, Neiman. Oh yes. Mm -hmm. And and it starts out with this like the beat <laughs> before her voice comes in and it, oh it's so like ethereal when her voice like those days um I just love the way it starts um I I love the beginnings of songs when they're really good but that beat would start and then it would be like all right and then so next up songs blah, 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 Donald Lewis on Z100 like, ruin my fucking <laughs> intro Yes, they always ruined it on the radio. I had so many mixtapes, uh, not mixtapes, they were recordings of like, of the radio mix, like the Hot 97, mm -hmm. you know, after midnight mix at, at that, like right in the middle is a, uh, you know, long ad for St. Ives. Oh. <laughs> where, where they said, St. Saint, Saint Ives makes you Jimmy thicker, makes you girly come quicker. St. Ives. Do, 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 do. What is St. Ives? It was a malt liquor. Oh, mm -hmm. and that was their ad? That was their ad on BLS <laughs> and Hot 97. You're cracking Christian up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're fine. You're fine. Uh, well, I told you she's funny. Um, I, I told him he was going to laugh. Um, God, time goes by so quickly. Okay. So, Laura Bell Gray. Um, mm -hmm. you've gotten over a lot of bullshit already. I think I have. Yeah, I really think I have. Yeah. yeah. Um, is there any bullshit you're still on? I think so. I think that there is, well, for one thing, I've been trying to get over lateness, mm. um, but maybe not trying that hard. And I actually pitched a piece about lateness to a publication and they accepted it. And then, you know, I, took a while to write it, um, and which was fine. She said, you have time. And then she got back to me with some changes that she wanted and some like actual research that she wanted in the piece and tips. Mm -hmm. And it, I've been sitting on it for like a month. I was like, how long, how, how soon do you need this? She's like, we have time. I'm like, okay, well, that's the, that's the, that's the right. never say we have time to me. Um, so I'm just always like, I'm a procrastinator and always a little, not always a little bit late, but it's, a. Uh, it's definitely an Achilles heel of mine. So there's that. And there's, I think still so much resistance to, for me to doing, you know, because I'm so good set on originality and not being basic um, and also keeping things easy and not having homework. I am 
resistant to all these things that work for friends of mine in their businesses that, you know, huge launches that they do millions and millions of dollars, you know, friend did one. She's like, it was so easy. You know, I made $4 million and it was so easy and I'll show you how. And she talked me through how she did it. And I was just like, I can't do any of that. I don't want to be on (laughs) camera that much. I don't want to hold space for people that much. You're holding space for people all week. I don't think I can do that. <laughs> and everyone else has their, you know, everyone has a different method or it's like, you know, do a webinar and you will sell so much more, do it, you know, do a webinar and then you put it on evergreen. I'm like, I don't want to do a webinar. So I for sure hold myself back um, with a lot of, I don't want to's Yeah. Or I can't, I can't because I don't want to. Yeah. And so I think that's the bullshit that maybe I could break up with. Um, especially if I want to make those kind of dollars, which I do. Why wouldn't I? Right. Yeah. I mean, the lateness thing is interesting. Um, it's, I'm never late anymore, but I used anymore. to. I used okay. To. So what changed? Um, I was in, uh, this was in the coach training program that I went through. And then I stayed mm-hmm. on as a leader in the program. And it, um, there's so much about integrity mm. in it about just being your word. And, and it's a lot of people who aren't going to take it personally if you're late, but they are going to be like, so what can you, what can you distinguish about Mm. being two minutes late? And it's, and people are like, are you fucking kidding me? But this, Laura, these conversations with these people who are willing to actually like split hairs over two minutes have Mm -hmm. changed my life because uh, one of the things we always say, and this is accomplishment coaching people were always like, uh, if you're late, it's either a fuck me or a fuck you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, so which one? And what I noticed is that it was always a fuck me. Yeah. It was never about why I don't care about these people unless it was, I mean, like that's rare. I think for me, it's like, Oh, I'm coming to the party, but I don't really want to go or someone made me. Right. It's not arrogance, which everyone always says. Right. It's self sabotage. Yes. That's what it is. Um, I can't, I, I, if I'm late, then we're going to focus on that. And then any of my other shortcomings, I don't have to look at. Because right. because I was late, so like now everyone can pick pick apart that. But it was uh, there was this one day I always tell this story about um, my friend Sarah Olin who has an amazing coaching practice. She works with with moms. Um, she's based in Charlotte, and she has this uh, brand, Luscious Mother. <laughs> it's divine. Um, like search her out, moms listening to this. Like she's got great content. But she um, she got pissed off at me for being late once. She was on my team. We were like both leaders and I showed up and she saw me walk in late and she just went Ugh, and rolled her eyes and walked away. And like, not the best thing to do, but like it had a really strong impact on me. Mm-hmm. And I, and I ended up like reading her the riot act about it. I was like, if you get mad and that's it and you don't say anything to me, then I can't actually know what impact I had on, on you and I can't change. And I would like to change this. So thank you for getting mad because it, it means you actually give a shit about me because otherwise you'd just be indifferent. And so I like, you know, acknowledged her for actually being willing to be mad at me. And that's how our, a lot of our relationship had been like where she'll get mad about something, but then she'll get over it. And then I'll like, she'll forgive me and I'll forgive her. And then we both learn something, you know, that's great. Yeah. So it's just a lot of people doing that with me. Yeah. Well, it sounds like that was the one that did that's that. That stands out. That did it. I stopped yeah. fucking around. I just started, I got up way earlier than I was, than I thought I needed to. And time is my bitch now. That's nice. That's really inspiring. Speaking of time, um, Stephen, my husband is in the background 
um, trying to uh, very quietly open some, unwrap some um, chicken thighs. And he's trying not to make noise. So well, we can wrap yes, up. We should wrap up. Yeah. Here, wrap up. So I have last question. Ready? Okay. Ready. Um, for anyone who's like really on their bullshit, they haven't, they've not, they have not had much of an experience yet of breaking up with their bullshit or they're mm-hmm. just on it right now. What advice would you give them? Oh gosh. Just <laughs> give it the heave ho. I don't know. How, I mean, you're the, you're the expert in how to do that, but you will look back at, your old self and be like, oh, what took me so long? And um, I, I think that one thing that's been key for me in doing that is writing every day in 750words.com. That's my thing. Um, and so it's a, like a journaling platform online and I do it pretty consistently every day. And um, that allows me to, I mean, it allows a lot of things. I mean, the power of free writing, like, yeah. you know, getting the garbage out of your head and being more creative and you never know what you'll come up with, et cetera, but also creates a record of who I was and the conversations that I was having over and over yeah. and um, in certain moments in time. And I can look back like just three years ago and it doesn't sound at all like me. And um, I feel like a different person. And I think I was stuck in being the same person for so long, being so sick of myself and Mm -hmm. sick of the same conversation over and over and um, the same resistance and the same not following through on anything. And so it's so rewarding to be able to be like, oh, poor old me. Um, (laughs) I don't know if I could be friends with her right now, but it's, it's a nice place. But like you write and then eventually you get sick of hearing yourself. Yeah, I think so. And I think that you can read, you can write yourself into basically a new form of yourself. Any reflective practice is going to start to do that. That's why people avoid it, I think, because you yeah. get sick of looking at yourself. But that's actually, you need to get sick of something before you're going to change it. Like, if yeah, you're not I think changing so. it, you still like it. There's right. still something about it that you're getting some juice from, and you're squeezing it, and you're squeezing that juice. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a great point of writing every day. So, you know, for all you people listening who don't like to follow directions, do not, do not write every day. Don't, don't do write that. every day or playing them, playing them psychology. Yeah. A little reverse psychology there. No, do um, I say try it? Just start with that. If you're like I, you know, I have such big steps that I need to take, um, and you know that you're never going to because you think about it every single day. Like tomorrow, I'm going to start something. Um, at the least, you know, just such a small thing that you can do is write every day. Like open up a, you know, whether it's a journal or I, I really love 750words.com. Like I open it up every day and. Um, at, and another benefit to it is that at least I did something, at least I wrote something. If right. nothing else happens that day, at least I did that. And it feels really good to have a streak on there. Agree. Agree. Well, Laura Belgray, you're the shit. You too. Sure. Thanks. Here Thanks. comes the water. Sorry. I'm cutting you. <laughs> I didn't want you to say something really important because the water just went up. Stephen's rinsing, trying to rinse salmonella off of his hand. Uh, tell Stephen I said hello. Um, <laughs> Michelle says hi. <laughs> heard about him so much. Okay, wait, hun, just wait one second and then she can, so that Michelle can, I'll tell you when you can go. Okay, say say what you need to say and then um, turn on the water. You know, just thank you for being here. Um, you're the best and I can't wait to have you back on in 2022 so we can promote tough titties together. And mm-hmm. that was I can't a wait. That was good. Mm, feels good. Feels good to say tough titties. Thank you so much for having me on here. And it's been a joy. Fun to see you. 
You too. Bye. Bye. Break up with your bullshit. Oh.